Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. It's the Take Command podcast. What's up? What's happening? Our last pre-combine edition. That's Logan Paulson. I am Craig Hoffman. And it is time, Logan, to do the episode that everyone has been waiting for. The ultimate 2024 NFL Draft quarterback guide. Uh, the Washington Commanders, of course, sit with that number two pick. Uh, there are three top guys seemingly in a group. Maybe there's one top guy and then a group of two, depending on how you divide it. We'll get into it. Uh, another group of three guys that all could go in the first round. And then there's some interesting names down the list. How does Washington attack this position? We will discuss for the entirety of this podcast by giving you kind of a a pre-combine guide, if you will, to all of these guys. And Logan, we have to start with Caleb Williams because yeah. he is the guy and has been the guy for a number of years. People have been targeting him since he was in high school uh, here in the D.C. area and goes out to Oklahoma, goes to USC, wins the Heisman, bit of a down year, but uh, people use the word generational with him. I think there's obviously some debate over whether that is true, but why, why does this draft start with Caleb Williams as someone who is not a unanimous number one, but uh, uh, certainly by far and away the favored number one pick and, and favorite quarterback of a talented group? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a really good question. I think it's like when you watch the film, I think the film kind of speaks for itself. I think even this last year, 2023, which I think people would say is like a down year for him. And obviously 2022 wins the Heisman, but he's just got it and I and like I'll do my best to explain what that it is but like he just has this tremendous ability to make plays like he can make every throw he has every arm angle he can layer throws he can push the ball down the field like his ability to just like contort his body and like again he's got to draw a lot of comps to Mahomes because they have a very similar play style in terms of what they do off schedule 
he can just do everything. Like I, I think the the throw that continuously sticks out to me whenever I think of Caleb Williams is he's sprinting as hard as he can to his left, like full speed sprint. The ball is in his right hand. He opens his shoulder and delivers a ball that has like zero loss of velocity. And there are just very few people, maybe one other person on the face of the planet who can do that. So like physically from an arm talent standpoint, it's just such a unique thing to watch. You know, it's not Josh Allen who's just pushing the football down the field like a lunatic. It's a different type of skill there because he doesn't have the same horsepower as Josh Allen from an arm standpoint. But he's got this 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 Rolodex and this ability, this contortionist element to his game that's very, very special. I think he sees the field at a very high level and his ability to make plays back there. I know people are going to knock him for that, but I actually really like that. I like his ability to kind of scramble and buy time and kill you with his legs and make the offensive line better in certain situations. Obviously, I think they're, this year specifically got to rein some of that in. I think there were times we were watching games where he, people throw the term out, he's playing hero ball, and you see that, right? But I like that that's part of him. And even when he's playing hero ball, I think he only turned the football over like six times in like those hero ball situations. You know what I'm saying? So he's still pretty fastidious with the football. And again, there's something about him. Like it just, that that it factor, that 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 ball of clay, that projection just seems so natural for him. And you're like, man, if you get him with the right coach in the right situation, like that – He's got the highest ceiling from a quarterback perspective, at least from what I've seen. And I think that's why he's been very he's, – he's kind of been the unanimous number, unanimous number one guy. And you couple that with the 2022 season where he is, like, knocking the ball out of the park. Like, he's definitively the number one guy. And I and so, I don't know. that That's what you're getting from him. And is he a perfect prospect? No, he's not. He's not Trevor Lawrence coming out or Andrew Luck where you're like, this guy's going to be an excellent pro from day one. There's issues to his game. But I just think that – that magic that he brings from an arm talent and an arm ability standpoint is just so unique. And plus, and that's not it by itself. Just also the way he sees the field is pretty dynamic also. So, yeah, I think with him is such an interesting evaluation because there's stuff that you can't coach and that no one could ever possibly coach. And that's the Mahomes stuff, you know, there, and there's other guys that have it. Nobody does it to patch level, obviously, but like Kyler Murray does some of that, you know, yeah. Allen does some of it. It looks different, like you said, but like, I think Kyler's the other guy that when I think of like throwing on the run and it just, it looks so different because Kyler's so damn compact. Yeah. Uh, right. But like with Mahomes, it just like, there's a magic to it because it looks different because he's bigger. Caleb's actually pretty split he's closer to Mahomes' size um but he's like six one i think actually that's yeah. that's one of the interesting things we'll see what he measures into the combine yeah um pat's six three um but mahomes i think he's six three i, sh I shouldn't uh well, by the way just just side sidebar uh some of the research i did in the trivia game on the last uh yeah I, I i had a couple of misses there i should have this is why we need someone a to fact checker yeah, fact checker to let me. So to all of you who left YouTube comments, uh, checking that stuff, uh, thanks. Uh, but no, Mahomes is Mahomes is six two. Williams uh, coming out of USC is listed as six one. We'll see where he actually measures in. Uh, where Kyler's obviously, you know, he measured at five ten. He's five nine, five ten, somewhere in there. Um, but that that same kind of off platform, uncoachable, pulls a rabbit out of his hat. Comes from like a competitive refuse to die kind of place that we see how much that matters. Like when you can hone that mentality and that ability, you get Patrick Mahomes final drive in the Super Bowl. Like you get a competitive, mm -hmm. like just 
will find a way that you can't possibly coach. And I think the question becomes all the other stuff where you look at the Mahomes that was with Cliff at Texas Tech and Cliff you know, has made a point to say, like, I kind of let Pat be Pat. And I think that's also like, hey, yeah, obviously it's worked out because he got someone who gave him more structure in the pros. And maybe if Cliff was his pro coach, not his college coach, he would have done the same thing. Um, but, you know, can you then get, and that's obviously relevant if all of a sudden Caleb's there at two because, well, Cliff is the guy who will be shaping him here. Um, like the ability to coach that up and say like, okay, all that stuff is great. That's breaking case of emergency. Here's how we went on schedule. And I think that's where, you know, where you talk about him being able to see the field really well, like that's super relevant. How well yeah. do you see it? How well do you process it? What systems work well for you? Are you a guy who can read coverage very well? Are you a guy who reads space really well? Like, what is it that you see well? Can you do all of it? Like, those are the questions that I think are kind of the really high level questions that I'd actually be really curious to talk to an evaluator about of like how you you know, beyond just like watching the tape and knowing what system they're in, like, how do you evaluate those abilities of an air raid style space read offense versus like a pre-snap decipher information style offense versus we're doing a lot of post-snap reads. Like those are different skill sets to an extent. And I'd, I'd be curious to see how a guy like Williams, obviously a guy like Daniels and May, who we'll talk about all process those different types of things. And by the way, we also don't know which one Cliff is going to use. Cause he said, don't call my offense an air raid anymore. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing is like he's a, he's a good football player. And you, the thing you're alluding to there, which I think is like the secret sauce. And if you could figure this out, like I think you'd make a lot of money is this idea of like what like what are they good at? How do they see stuff? And that's why they have all these like S2 cognition scores and everybody's trying to find the magic bullet for like how they see information, how they process information. And it's, it's hard to tell because like I do think that there are times where you see him work really well on rhythm and in timing and hit stuff that's like looks a little NFL-ish. You're like, oh, there you go. And then there's other times where you're like, man, this is like he's holding the ball for like five seconds. So obviously, that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but long time. No, not always. Sometimes yeah. that's an ex it's, it's an underestimate. He's had some eight, nine second plays. Yeah, and he's just – and he makes a tremendous play. And you're like, you know, I don't know how to quantify that, but I know that I like it. I know that like that's kind of the direction the position's going. And again, like he's not he, – he's not – Michael Jordan, you know, he's not the second coming here. He's not LeBron James. He's, there are issues to his game, which make you reluctant, but I just go back to the, I just look at the talent. And again, there's a big part of this is going to be like how he interviews. I think that's going to be a huge element kind of what you're talking about. Like, how do you, how do you like him? Do you feel like he's wired the right way? Is that competitiveness you see on the field? Does that come across in his off field work? So uh, this, this, I think coming out of this week, you're going to have a lot of interesting information about him about where he's at and um, and how teams view him because, you know, talking to teams last year at the combine, like, you know, you're talking about quarterbacks or whatever, and his name would inevitably come up as the best player in college football. And now I, I it's hard for me to see it getting too far away from that. You know, people are going to say, oh, he didn't have, you know, the Notre Dame game was bad or this game was bad. But I think when you look at this year, the whole of this year, it's still pretty darn good. He was still pretty productive. They still won games. Did he have some bad games? Yeah, but I think the standard was – he didn't have a bad, not one bad game in 2022. Then he held, he had three in 2024, like, I'm, or 2023. I'm okay with that. You know, I'm okay with like that dip in production because you've seen how good he is. And there's that great Bill Walsh quote. It's like, if you've seen greatness, like it's our job to get him out of, get him out of it, get him to do it consistently. And I think that's the issue you're going to have with him is yeah. you've seen it. He can do it. How do we maximize it? 
I mean, the thing is too, until this year, he also won a tremendous amount. Um, yeah. you know, you know, they only lost two games. Obviously he wasn't the full-time starter, um, at Oklahoma, but they, they won a lot of the games that he played quite a bit in at Oklahoma as a freshman, they had a really good year in 2022, obviously his Heisman winning season, they lose only three games, which, you know, by old USC standards is like, you know, five years worth when Pete Carroll was there, but like that hadn't been the program for a long time. And then they start this year really well, but they lose one, two, three, four, five out of their last six games. And then you go back to high school, you know, we had Mike Loxley on uh, the Maryland coach when we were out in Vegas and he talked about watching him pull wins out of his, have his hat uh, when he was at Gonzaga. Like, this dude was a, is a winner uh, up until the last half of this season. So, you know, what happened there? You know, can they figure out what, what went wrong and, and why he was no longer able to produce at that high level? Um, some of the fumble problems, some of the things that cropped up for him individually, like what happened to them as a team. I think those are all the kinds of things that you're, you're looking at. But then again, like, again, Mahomes at Texas Tech, like they lost a bunch of games. They also lost mm-hmm. them 50 to 48 sometimes where Mahomes had 500 yards. So yeah. um, an NFL evaluator is a lot more looking in, uh, a lot more than looking at a quarterback win-loss record uh, for who you want to take with the number one pick. All right, so that you got that's, that's kind of the book on Williams. Um, tremendous talent real questions about what he can do on schedule and with instruction in an NFL offense. That's the, that's the, the one or two sentence version. What is the, the one or two sentence version? Actually, before we get to Jaden Daniels, who we both like and who we took in our mock draft 1.0, let's talk about Drake may because for the majority of the year, it was Caleb Williams, Drake may Caleb Williams, Drake may because like Williams, he had a much better 2022 than he did 2023. So what is there to like about Drake May? And then we can delve into the concerns about Drake May. Yeah, so for the other show that I do, the Command Center show, we do like a ticket to the draft, and we did a, uh, a quarterback thing. And we were talking about quarterbacks and where they stand. And, you know, for the longest time, I was not super high on Drake May, but I'm a, I'm a big guy that says, like, I, while I see something a certain way, and it's important to kind of listen to the crowd a, a little bit, right? I, I don't think you need to be totally dialed in, but there's a reason why he's there. And so this last week, actually, I really took like a deep dive on him specifically and just try to get a feel for like what he is. And I think the thing about Drake May is like, is he can do, he can do everything you want him to do. Like when you look at it, go, like, go there's a, there's a cut up of him, just say Drake May highlights 2023. It's all of his big time throws from last year. And every single throw on there is a wow throw. And it's not a wow throw like we're throwing a fade, we're throwing a deep post where it's like I am stepping up in the pocket. I have great mechanics. I'm on balance. I'm on rhythm. And I'm delivering a strike right over the middle of the field on a 20-yard dig with a guy draped on the on the receiver's back. And I've just put that ball exactly where it needs to be. Or I've extended the play. I've, I've bought a little time. And like in a big Ben type of way in terms of his body stature and size, like stiff arming a guy off and delivering a frozen rope to a guy in a tight window. And so it's so when you see that stuff, like from a passing standpoint, it's significantly better than what Jaden Daniels is or can do. Right. I just think he's got a better feel for that stuff. <clears throat> and then you couple that with the fact that he is a pretty good athlete. You know, he was a very good ba- high school basketball player. He comes from a family of high school basketball players. Um, and that shows up. And I, I'm not saying he's going to be this tremendous athlete in the NFL, like where a guy he's, you know, involved in the quarterback run game at a high level. But, you know, maybe on second and short, you know, second and goal, you can get him involved on like a zone read. and He can do some stuff for you. So actually, like I'm kind of shifting back to Drake Bay, May being the definitive number two quarterback for me. And I'm not there yet, but I'm getting there. 
And it's because of the stuff you see in terms of the pre-snap reads, the footwork, the consistency with the arm mechanics, and his ability to kind of find throws. Now, some things that still really bother me about him is despite all of that good stuff, you see five to ten throws a game where you're like, what are you doing? Like, why did that miss so bad? Like, I don't understand right. it. And it's so hard to get out of that. It's so hard to kind of take a step back and be like, like, look at all this other good stuff you did. But like in the um, – I forget what game it was. Gosh, I just watched it last night. Anyway, a game he played there, he's his completion percentage is good. Everything's going well. And then in the second quarter, he misses two open, like deep down the field throws. He misses an out, and he misses like a uh, kind of over the middle, like check down. And you're like, if you complete these passes – you probably win this football game, and then right. you go to the then you go to the uh, the two minute situation at the end of the game where it's an opportunity for them to win. First off, great job driving the length of the field. They don't get a touchdown; they have to kick a field goal, so they get the ball back, drive it down. He throws an interception, and it's not entirely his fault. Ball gets tipped, whatever. But those moments, like they're you know, like that was kind of a criticism of Herbert coming out was that he didn't like elevate and execute in these big moments. And while everything is like technically very good. For Drake May and you and the high level stuff is very high. It's very transferable. It seems like a one to one to the NFL almost in certain situations. He does do stuff that you're like, why did that happen? Like you're so good in these other areas. Where does this lack of consistency come from? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, and that's the thing is like you watch him sometimes – you mentioned the footwork is like a good thing. And then he just like forgets how to play quarterback for a quarter. Yeah, it's weird. And, it's and weird. his footwork gets really sloppy. And it's the kind of thing that you're wondering, I think, as an evaluator, like as he matures. And again, like when we say things like maturity here, we're not talking about the character. I have no idea if he goes out and parties and is taking care of his body and doing that, the, the maturity stuff there. I mean, as a football player, right? As a yeah. football player, does he mature into more consistency and the, the bad footwork with the right coaching goes away and all of a sudden you're like, no, we can unlock that greatness within him and get a consistent Justin Herbert level or better player out of Drake May. Or is he always just going to forget how to play football for stretches? His feet are going to be super sloppy. He's not going to step into a throw, and he's going to kill us with a pick six every three weeks because he tries to throw it out with lazy footwork, and in the NFL, you get pick six that way. And I think that's where I, I really struggle with May and why I still sit on Daniels with the right, you know, reserving the right to change my mind, but like, yep. you know, where I sit on Daniels as a more consistent player, um, especially last year, um, than, than May has been. And I think that's that to me is the, the struggle is like when it's right, it's excellent. But how often is it right? And I just, I, uh, I, I, I just, I, I bluntly, as you can you know, clearly hear me not able to finish a sentence, like I really struggle with that. It is, it is hard. And that's the one thing. Cause again, like you, the high level stuff is very high. The way he throws the football, excellent. Got the arm talent, got the ability to get it done, and and when you watch the the, the pre snap quarterback stuff is there, and the post snap quarterback stuff is there. Understanding where he's hot, 
understanding where the ball needs to go. I think he does that pretty well. But then you watch a game like Miami, and Miami is all over him, you know, for a lot of that game. Then you watch a game like Virginia, and that's the game I watched last night. And you're like, this is awesome. Great job. Push the ball down the field. Nice post to Devontae Walker. Great. You know, nice dig to Devontae Walker. Way to lay that layer this in there. A lot of drop passes, too. Some of that's an accuracy thing. But And then you get that stretch, and you're like, man, like, what is this? And, like, when you compare him to – Caleb Williams, who just seems to kind of always rise to the moment, or Jane Daniels this year specifically, who always kind of rose to the moment. I felt like there were times where that didn't always happen. And, you know, I've heard great things you mentioned about. His, like I heard he's a very charismatic leader. He commands the room. He's got that kind of that gravitas that you want the quarterback to have. So there's a, a lot to like, and the film's good. When the film's good, it's excellent. You know, and I think it's – and that's kind of one of the reasons why – you kind of start shifting back to Drake May a little bit after watching Jay Daniels because like some all 22 film is starting to kind of make its way onto the internet. You can watch that a little bit more consistently. And some of the ball placement with Jay Daniels, like, man, that wasn't as good as I thought from the TV copy or that wasn't the, in the position I thought or whatever it was, or, or he should make this throw. And you don't really say that when you watch Drake May's film. It's like that tight window dig, I'm throwing it. And I trust myself to throw it. Now, again, he's not always perfect and he's kind of trying to, rifle balls into tight windows that aren't going to be there at the NFL level. But when you say, what is, what is a more transferable skill set today? It's Drake May. It's just the thing that gets you is the big moments and the consistency. Like, and it's not like big stretches, but like I just mentioned six plays where it's like, he's not consistent and you need that level of consistency to win football games at the NFL level. Now, to, again, to kind of finish my thought, he's 21 years old. He's going to continue to grow and mature. And maybe that's something you feel good about betting on. But again, there is a lot of uh, that. That it's it's something I just can't get past. Is why why all of a sudden do you not look like you can play court? I like the way you worded that. It looks like I just forgot how to play quarterback. And it's not all the time, but there are stretches where you're like, what is happening? And that that flummoxes me for whatever reason. Yeah, I, I think with him and Daniels, who we'll transition to talking about here, like it's such a coach thing too like uh, cliff oh, yeah. cliff and um you know tavita and blau and like all, everyone else who's going to be involved obviously dq with the quarterback like i need to know what we're running and like how or how we're going to build it around both these guys because you know we talked about this at the end of the caleb uh you know discussion of like how do you see the field are you a space guy are you a coverage guy are you capable of doing both like to me, that's really what it comes down to is like, how comfortable are you doing this at NFL speeds at the NFL level? And the the skill sets are close enough, even though they're different, like there's, you know, positives here, negatives here, they switch on depending on which guy you're talking about. But like between Daniels and May, they're, they're close enough that if I feel like I can get more out of Jaden Daniels with my offense, I'm going Jaden. But I could, I totally understand the argument the other way around where you're going, dude, Drake is 21. I know how he thinks I can build an offense around that. The ceiling here is outrageous. We're taking yeah. Drake may like, yeah. I totally get that. And by the way, like, you know, I know it's, it's not the air raid, but he comes out of an air raid system. He was recruited by Phil Longo, uh, who's now at Wisconsin, but the same guy that recruited Sam Howell. And, you know, they run that similar air raid system still in Carolina. And that, you know, seeing the field that way and, and having experience in that could certainly vault him into that number two spot uh, in the eyes of the commanders as Cliff builds this offense up. Like, I, I think that it's certainly feasible 
Um, and by the way, what a wacky that would be if all of a sudden your quarterback room is him and Sam Howell, yeah. which it was a couple of years ago, Sam's last year at, at UNC. Yeah, and I think I think the other thing is that that makes you feel a little bit better about Drake May is that he get, there's just more throws on tape, and what I mean by that is just a more a wider variety of throws. That you know we got the deep high cross over the middle of the field, the deep dig is nice in there, and not that Jane doesn't have it, but just there's a a complicated there's more of, there's more of it. Not to say that North Carolina's offense is crazy complicated; it's not, but you just see him do more stuff, and I think that that is like with a higher football IQ and. Not saying Jaden doesn't have a high football IQ, but he didn't. He wasn't afforded the opportunity to do some of the stuff that we're talking about. So I, again, like I still really like Jaden Daniels, but I, I do think there is. I understand the Drake May perspective much better now after watching the All Twenty Two, digging on some of this stuff because it's like, man, like he is very close to just being like NFL ready. You know, it's just about finding the coaching staff, finding the opportunity to kind of make sure he's supported. Because I think that's another great point you brought up there. It's not just about um, his talent right now. It's about what he's going to be and the staff and how they can develop him. And if you think he's going to develop himself. Because, like, he couldn't play in the NFL today. It's closer than Daniels, but you need to make sure that you have a development plan and something that encourages his growth. And ultimately, for any of these players we're going to talk about, like, because there is, there's no Andrew Luck. There's no... Um, you know, there's no Lawrence. Like these guys yeah. are projects in a different way than those guys are. Those guys come around maybe once a decade, and uh, it hadn't been a decade yet since Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Um, and even Trevor, like I, he's a peg down from what Luck was. Like, there's two dudes ever that get like the A plus 99 grade, and it's Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck. And yeah. like even then, obviously there are other great quarterbacks that in hindsight maybe should have, but like coming out, sure thing, these guys will not bust. Um, those are the two, and right. none of these guys are are that. Um, that leaves us of the top three with the guy that I think has been our favorite so far, and yeah. that is Jaden Daniels. There's still so much to like. I, I love the way he throws it. Obviously, the speed is is great. He's going to run a four four, maybe even four three, but probably a four in the four fours uh, next week in Indy. Um, again, great arm. He he knows how to make plays outside the numbers, um, which I think is going to be really important in this offense, whatever version it winds up being, um, you know, there, there's a ton to like, there is, I think a more consistency with some of the footwork and stuff, at least from what I was able to, to watch, mm-hmm. uh, maybe with a, a wider sample in the all 22. And you see that mm-hmm. that footwork is locked in on, on at missing some guys. Like, I don't, I don't know what extra perspective you have now. Cause we're doing this on the show. We haven't talked about this beforehand yeah. since you've had this more information, but um, where are you at on, on Daniels after watching it where maybe it wasn't as high as of grade as a couple of weeks ago? So I think the thing about Daniels that, I, that I'll always love, regardless, is dude makes plays. Like, yeah. I watched the Alabama Even game. Even if he get looks like a cartoon character when he gets hit, he'll yeah, try. And I, th- and I think that's the tough thing about the Drake May, Jane Daniels evaluation, at least off the all-22s I've been able to gather, right? So one's against Minnesota. The other one's against Virginia. And no offense to those schools, but, you know, Minnesota runs straight cover four. And it's cover four every single time. So if I'm Drake May and I'm pretty smart before the snap, I know where the ball needs to go. And when I'm not in a cover four look, another bring in pressure. So I'm going to take advantage of that, right? So I think it kind of simplified what they are, right? And so then when you watch when you watch Alabama on the All-22, it's like the wild freaking West out there, right? There's like they're in quarters, they're in cover six, they're rolling and stuff, they're matching backside. It is very NFL-y in terms of defensive philosophy. So when he does when he does when he does pull the ball down or when he is being fastidious with the football, I'm like, I kind of get it because I don't even really know what coverage this is. And I understand like now with the clicker in my hand, I know the ball should go here, but like that's tough to see 
real time with real bullets. I think the thing coming out of the Alabama game that was a little bit disconcerting, not disconcerting, just kind of put a, a, a put a red flag on him, if you want, was some of the accuracy stuff on the quick game. So, like, you, you know, you got a guy running a hitch or running a comeback, and the ball is left inside. And the guy makes a play, and it's in a good spot. He's thrown with anticipation and the rhythm, but it's like, get that ball placement correct. And that was something that I thought he was excellent at. But you kind of see a little bit of work with what he's doing, right? But I, I just want to lay that lay this in there, too. Best deep ball thrower of anybody, of these top three guys. He throws an awesome slot fade, awesome deep post, like hitting guys in stride, excellent. And he also, again, is pretty accurate. I talked about the ball placement stuff, but for a guy that's known as a runner, he throws the football. And I, he gets a lot of comps like RG3 as an example. And I went back and I watched old RG3 film, and it's not the same guy, right? He sees the field way better than that. I think he's a more natural runner than that. I think he's got more ability. I think he's got kind of that silky, smooth, like cut, crossing lines in the defense that you love. So while I don't think he's as efficient a passer as I originally thought after getting the All-22, I think he's still pretty darn good. And I and dude just can make plays like in a way that you can't in the same way Caleb Williams does. Like when the moment's on, it's like, I got you. I'm the guy. Right. And I think there's value to that. Yeah, I think there's that. And there is I keep saying consistency. It's not actually, I think, the best word now that you talk about it a little bit more. Like there's a decisiveness to his game that I really I think so liked. too. Yeah. And like that's something that I think I struggle with with Williams. And it's something I struggle with with May is like Jaden gets the ball out when it's supposed to be out. And if he doesn't, then like he doesn't panic. And yeah. maybe that this is this is where, you know, why scouts get paid lots of money and why I host a podcast is I don't know enough about LSU's offensive line compared to the defensive lines they're going up against compared to whatever else. I'm obviously not watching all 22, so it's kind of hard to see what the coverage is. Like maybe he's holding the ball and he's sitting there back there, you know, popping up and down smiling and there's three open receivers and it's like, dude, throw the football. Um, yeah. But generally speaking, like there's not a lot of panic to his game. He generally gets the ball out on time. And then if he doesn't, he's like, okay, where can I go to run? And he's very, very good at the running thing. And so I, I think that, that to me translates very well to the NFL level. I and we also talked before on on this show that one huge feature of Cliff's offense in Arizona was a lot of balls to the outside. He's yeah. got a ton of experience doing that because he had great receivers. And I remember having this conversation on the air with Linnell a couple of weeks ago, and he's like, "Well, Jaden's throwing to you know two first round picks," and it's like, "Yeah, but when they're wide open and he hits them in stride, what are we supposed to do? Penalize them?" And you yeah. talk about that deep ball ability, and like he hits those dudes in stride like he is so so good with that and so um those are the things that i like about Jaden. um the hits definitely concern me it's like bro you cannot look like you have an acme anvil that just fell out of the sky on you on a regular basis what are we doing um so there's that and and i think that obviously as you said you dive a little deeper into the tape maybe some of the stuff that looks good on tv and, and worked out that you get away with in college it's not going to work quite as well in the nfl yeah, and it's, and it's close. It's borderline. And I think when you compare that aspect of their games, Drake May and um, Jane Daniels, I think Drake May has an advantage, and he should, right? You know, he's got two really good years of football. But I think, again, the ability to make plays, to make – there's a, a dig. And the ability to learn in-game was another thing I liked. So I was watching some of the Alabama game last night, and the first play, first dropback they have, they've got like a, a wheel and a dig, Right. And the, the dig window is a little cloudy, but it's open, and he probably should throw it. But he tucks it down and scrambles for eight yards. 
later in the game. And I feel like kind of after you find your rhythm, you start playing a little bit better. They're on a two-minute drive. He has a big scramble. The very next play, they run the same concept, wheel, dig. He's a little late to the dig, but it's a tight window. Good ball placement, gets the ball completed, and they get the ball down to the one they score the next play. So I like that, that he can go to the sideline, get some feedback, come back, they can run the same play, and they can execute, especially against the defenses. Again, like as complicated as I was – like it was – I watch it. I watch NFL football every week. I watch the All-22 every week, and I have not seen a defensive structure that complicated in the back end in a long time. Like, it was a lot of stuff going on. So I, I give him some grace there. And so, again, like the, the ability to throw the deep ball, I think he's got a nice quick release. It's nice and tight. I think his footwork's pretty good. And then the electricity that he brings as a playmaker, quite honestly, man, like you just can't coach it. And it it breaks the back of defenses. And Alabama, say what you want about them. You know, they're probably in a little bit of a down year this year. But that's the most NFL-looking defense they're probably going to see in college football. And he was walking around on those guys, you know, just slashing, making explosive plays. And I just think there's there's something to that. You know, and is he perfect? Does he have a little bit more growing to do as a passer? Yeah, but I do think he's farther along than a guy like Robert. And he did smell, like when you watch the film, I think he throws a better ball than college Lamar. You know what I mean? And so I do think there's a lot of things to like here from his game that make you say, wow, like he could be very productive at the next level. It's just it maybe maybe a good way to put it is like higher ceiling, but probably a little bit lower floor than Drake May. And I think Drake May has a very high ceiling, but I just think that running ability, that ability to totally terrorize defenses as a passer and a runner is going to be very unique. And he's the only guy in the class this year that really has that ability. So that's another reason why you feel pretty good about it. Yeah, see that I I don't know I I gotta watch more May, but I do think that often the running ability puts a floor under guys. Where like I don't know about the lower floor thing because, like the worst case scenario is he goes and runs around a lot. Now maybe that gets him killed in the NFL and that there goes your quarterback yeah. before he ever gets started. Maybe that floor is lower than whatever May is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is something that I I think like you know when Lamar came out you're like. I don't know, that dude's probably going to run around and like, we'll see if he develops as a passer, but they can probably win some games with him running around. If he winds up being a career backup running around, uh, cool. But, you know, obviously it's gone the other way and he's a two-time MVP. So um, it is, it's a hard, hard thing. I I do, I, I will say, you know, if you think he's Lamar as a runner, go back and watch Lamar. Like go watch. No, I was as, as I know you're not as a Syracuse alum who was watched Lamar have his official coming out party against us on a Friday night in the Carrier Dome back in 20 whatever that was. I was like I've never seen a dude like this uh, in my life, and neither has anyone else. And turns out that's exactly who is in the NFL mm-hmm. as a runner. Um, it's what well, maybe it, I guess Mike Vick would like to have a word, but literally like that's it. That's the list. Um, but if he's 85 percent of that as a runner, like. That's a 600, 700 yard rusher with a bunch of touchdowns and probably a 70 yard, you know, TD run at some point in the year, and that is extremely valuable. So, I all these guys, I think it's going to come down to coaching. It's going to come down to the system that they're in, and um, the combine process, and and I think what we hear about them in the interview process is going to be pretty interesting. So, big week for all three ahead in Indianapolis.